No se hacen pendejadas. Protect your portals, fregadas. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are we doing today? <laughs> so luscious. So luscious. Okay, so I feel wonderful and great. And also, I'm a little bit feeling like, what the fuck, fuck? Because... <laughs> I what was, in the fuck fuck? What in the fuck fuck? Okay, because everyone listening, hi everybody, welcome back to the Portal <laughs> and Pendejadas podcast. I'm Monica, the psychic medium. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I'm Iris, the intuitive. What in the fuck? <laughs> what? Yes, yes. You guys. You know what? This right. full moon. <laughs> Is it full moon or full? Like, you're a fucking fool. Like, which one is it? Because it's your fucking fool, fool, <laughs> fool. <It's> like, <laughs> what is both for 200, Alex? Like, really? I cannot. Like, you guys, really, every single time, every single time Iris and I get on, <laughs> there's always something. There's always something. And I really feel that it's such a combination of she and I's frequency coming together and maybe it's just a little too intense for our electronics. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I know that I've definitely affected electronics over the years, but this is ridiculous every single time. This is now, a first for me. <laughs> right, see, see, so it's not until I was in your life, right? <laughs> it's like fucking everything up <laughs> in a good way. Yes. <laughs> or at least the electronics. That's what All right. <laughs> because the amount of work that we put into our yes. setup. Yes. Yes. You know, and I know that we're gonna elevate and we're gonna one day be in a studio and I'm manifesting and I'm calling it in. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for that time and hopefully we, we can have our own IT. Yes. Shout out to Phil. <laughs> Phil, we need you, Phil. Phil, where you at? Come through. Come through. I was gonna say that. And no, we're not talking about Dr. Phil, but he is a doctor of IT. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like the Portals and Penahalas podcast is gonna have their very own doctor. <laughs> Right? Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know about you, Iris, but I have my cafecito. And of course, it's my Ibada Vibrations cafecito. I'm still sitting with what I want to name my coffee, but that's what I have per usual. I know everybody listening is like, yes, girl, we get it. We know. But it's delicious. You're going to hear me say it every time. So you might as well get pretty comfortable with it now. What about you, Iris? What kind of drink do you have today? First of all, I was thinking, what to call your drink? I was thinking, <laughs> like, cafecito vibraciones, chocolate, cafecito, choco. <laughs> Tell me why it sounds like an adult film. Go, keep going, go, go. <laughs> and it's so luscious and chocolate. Si se puede, yes. Featuring <laughs> Monica. <laughs> oh my goodness you definitely need to do some type of voice acting really truly yes oh my god <laughs> okay so side note 
Um, I actually just signed up for a vocal coaching session. Yes, that's right. So let's see, you know, my intention is whatever is meant to flow will flow, whatever is meant to come out. And it's not like I'm going to be a singer, you know, whatever is meant to happen will happen, girl. But I'm just saying I felt so strongly the call because Mm -hmm. I really want to work on my voice. I want to work on really being intentional with my vibration and the tonality and just that because I do a lot of energy work and I incorporate like meditations breath work and just these intuitive like channeling messages that flow through but I want to be to the point where I'm working with the vibration and the healing energy behind it and I'm so excited so I can't wait to give you guys a follow-up on that (laughs) That's going to be so beautiful. And that actually ties in with a lot of what we want to talk about today, because we do do a lot of healing through our own voice and the sounds that come out of our body. And so uh, I want to ask you, I'm going to share a really cute, short portals and end up in the hala, right? So I want to definitely touch on both. What I find to be so funny is that every single time we're about to record, so it could be days before, maybe even an hour before leading up, something will happen now. And I feel like maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm like calling it in from the universe. It never fails that there's always something that comes up and I'm like, shut your face. I can absolutely tap into this when we share our pendejada <laughs> in our portal sharing. And so... I have this major one that I'm going to share at some point. I haven't worked up to it yet, but something that's really funny, fast, cute. So I'm at the gym the other day and (laughs) I'm in the stall. And I'm telling you right now, I really do believe I locked the door. I do. I, I genuinely feel that I do because that I did because I definitely did twist the fucking knob. I locked it. I had my earphones in, okay, and I was listening to Carla Morrison, so maybe I didn't Mm -hmm. hear it click, but Mm -hmm. I did, I did the motion to lock it, and so as I'm like, my full ass is out, I'm like bent (laughs) over to get some toilet paper, and it's one of those toilet freaking paper dispensers that are like almost to the ground, it's like, why, why, who's gonna go down there, who's down there, why is it so low? I'm just saying, I'm little, okay, and I appreciate it, but I'm sorry. Okay, okay. well, for the girls that are a little taller, it's not the best. And so, so there I am, okay, you know, I'm just seeing it is through, I'm like, just, mm-hmm, okay, I'm getting my, my toilet paper, <laughs> and I feel this rush of air on my butt cheeks that, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I turned and some girls, like, just staring at me, I was staring at her, and I was like, Oh, and she's like, I can see her mouthing. She's sorry. I can't hear her, but I can see her. And I'm like laughing so hard. And okay, fine. <laughs> then I actually really locked the door. And the bendahada about that for me is my ass is so nice. I need to be charging for people to see me, not just letting them for free come in and see my fucking ass. This is the choco porn vibrations. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. 
<laughs> oh, anyhow, I was just like, wow, okay, really. And the funny thing is, is that obviously a lot of people that know me, I'm not a shy person at all. I don't care. Like I don't, I'm not one of those people that it's like, Oh my God, she saw me naked. Like whatever, you know? And so she was more embarrassed than I was. She was like horrified that she walked in on me. Like, listen, it's not your fault, babe. Like, obviously I didn't lock the door. It's okay. And so when I come out and I'm washing my hands, she's like seen me in the mirror and she's like very fidgety. And I finally said to her, I'm like, honey, it's okay. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, please, no worries. And then she says to me, I, I know, like, I, sh I, I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, really sorry. You, like, how long have you been working out? You have a really nice, and she's about to say, I think, ass, right? And some girl starts laughing in the stall while she's going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Anyway, so that's my little sharing. And it was just hilarious. And I can't wait to share the major one with you guys when I'm ready to do it. <laughs> Anyhow, how about you, Iris? Do you have a sharing? Um, let me think. Well, first of all, I just like imagine like the whole scene. So I'm just still processing. Uh, right? <laughs> the amount of sorry, you know, like as women, why are we I so know. sorry? Like the program. Right? Like, right. It's okay, boo boo. And where have we gotten as as this tribe of divine feminine energy where if we see one another in our true essence and in our vessel we're like horrified i know that's that's the biggest part for me mm -hmm. like oh my gosh you know and 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 i love how there's always contrast because the very next time that i went into the gym there was this woman that was going to take a shower and i mean talk about such a free spirited mm -hmm. energy estaba caminando por todos lados bien encuerada I mean you could see everything I'm like girl yes like oh she looks so beautiful and she was like coming up to people and just like hi how are you and blah 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 and I'm like yes like this is and it's not about anybody showing off or anybody being you know really maybe even inappropriate it has nothing to do with that and it's interesting because I saw some women just expand as she was coming their way and just being very welcoming and then I saw I would say maybe three different women one was a really young girl and they contracted and you could see like they kind of put their head down they got fidgety and I'm like oh my gosh it's really unfortunate that we feel that way but anyhow yes I, I know what you're saying and I I, I, I want to go back to the times where we could just do that and it was nice and we felt so safe and and listen i know that goes into a lot of other shit because a lot of women have been abused and have gone through a lot of trauma so i'm not judging anyone that feels as if they cannot show themselves in that regard not at all not at all i'm just saying that with what you shared about you know being so apologetic we're always apologizing even apologizing when we really see one another right mm. so yes well, that's a powerful yes. statement mm -hmm. yeah there's so much we can definitely touch um with that um mm -hmm. so i do want to share um, yes 13 years i am actually drinking <laughs> going back to your question <laughs> some coconut water mm. I gotta get I gotta I gotta stay hydrated and yeah I love coconut water so it's just staying fresh um I've noticed that when so I don't 
drink coffee at night because then I won't go to sleep. <laughs> okay. Yes. Really, really sensitive to caffeine. Um, and I was drinking teas. So mm-hmm. I love like playing with teas, just seeing which ones resonate with me, which ones speak to me. Cause I feel like they have so, so much to them. Right. And I yes. noticed when I was drinking like chamomile, like halfway through, I was listening back to the podcast. I was like, damn, I sound so like, tired (laughs) and I'm like just just so relaxed you know so I was like okay I need to keep my energy where it's at (laughs) where it's been and then um instead of taking tea so I'm drinking the coconut water and then going back to your question portals and pendejadas girl you have like the best stories first of all I'm like damn do I not go out or what (laughs) why isn't anything happening but um but you know what did happen so me over here doing the most really standing in my masculine (laughs) energy okay um this week I was like yeah I'm gonna go work out and then I'm gonna go to yoga so I can stretch over here doing the most and today I woke up with my neck all chwek <laughs> and I was like why is this happening like there's so many things I'm gonna do I was gonna audition to teach hot yoga but I feel like my body is resisting and mm. it's also just processing so many things. The full moon and doing a release ceremony last night mm-hmm. and still releasing today, like verbally and journaling and just allowing myself to feel everything that's coming up. And my body is responding to it and it wants to process. It wants to rest. And it, and I really this is kind of like, how do you say, like little <laughs> community, like our bodies communicating with us in regards of our emotional state and it manifests in a physical form, or at least I don't know what you think, Monica, but that's what I think. I feel like it's all connected. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I do know so much more of what you're sharing. So everyone listening, Iris and I have had a very deep conversation tonight and I agree with what you're saying, Iris. I do feel that there's so many different little aspects of our release that comes out throughout the day, even while we're sleeping. Some of the most energetic release we experience is while our body's completely at rest. And so absolutely, I feel that that is what is happening for you. And do you feel that by any means that could be what you perceive to be more of an energy you could work with, like knowing when you're doing a lot. Yes. See, because as, as healers and as people that support others in their healing journey, there is such a thing as, yes, we could do the work, but doing too much of the work. <laughs> yeah. like we have to recognize that we also need to let our bodies rest just as much as we're let, allowing them to stand in their power physically and actually projecting out that energy to others. So maybe that's a part of the pendahada also is when we don't surrender to the fucking sofa. I veces que tenemos a dormir or just lay down. It's like, girl, sit the fuck down. Sit girl, down. sorry, Tati. I will not be going to work out tomorrow. My body said, hell no. 
you you know it, it's really and I love everything that you're you're sharing because the pendejada is really allowing our feminine energy to be heard our inner child to be heard and loved in that moment without judging it without needing to fix anything or do anything but simply just surrender to the rest and allow that allow yes. and I feel like that's where the magic happens like when you are resting you are being productive because you are tending to yourself you're tending to your physical your spiritual your emotional and all of these other layers you know and in a couple days you're gonna feel even better I know I'm gonna feel better and it is yeah. okay if you are not okay in that moment like Moni says right like that's right no sincerely yeah, mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that I'm really working with um, mm -hmm. is that balance of that feminine and masculine energy. And I also feel like let's not be afraid of the masculine either, you know, because I also feel like a lot of us use it for survival to survive, yes. right? And yes. at the same time, let's balance it out. Let's remind ourselves, let's remember like, oh, well, maybe I need a rest. Maybe I don't yes. need to go. Maybe I don't need to go party with them. You know, like maybe mm -hmm. I need to just take a nap. Maybe I don't need to go to the gym <laughs> twice a day. <laughs> maybe you need to relax. Maybe you need, but it's honoring it. And then also if you feel like I have to go, well, why do you feel like you have to go? Because there's so many, so much programming too. Right. right. Um, when it comes to our society and where we live and how we were, we were also raised, right? I think yes. Of, uh, I think of my mom or my parents, how, like, let's say if someone's sleeping in, like, oh, ¿qué está haciendo? Yeah, 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 son las, yes, yes, la una, when it's like 9 a.m. or something. <laughs> like, right. It's like this shame, <laughs> like they're, they're projecting this judgment of like, what are you doing? You need to get up and work because that's what they're doing, you know? <laughs> right. No, it's, it's true. It's very true. And I love that you brought that up because we're going to have to really sit with the idea also that we're changing our clocks again, right? This coming weekend. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's spring forward, right? And so there's going to be an hour that we jump ahead. And so really honoring that rest is a big deal. And see, the thing is, is that for most of us, some of the most profound energetic currency that we can offer those around us is the energy that we offer while we're resting, while our body is actually in a state mm -hmm. of surrender, because we always hear about fight or flight and freeze, right? And what I say to anyone that will hear me and listen is, what if I asked you to consider to float, right? Because we spend so much of our life doing the best we can, yes, but often we're swimming against the current. We're just swimming and swimming or we're drowning. And it's like, you're going to get to a point where you get tired either way. And so you can either sink, swim, or float. And the more you allow yourself to float, the more in alignment with your state of surrender you will become. And that is where the real beautiful, delicious magic comes in, where you can offer that vibration to the people that are so deserving of you and of it. And so, yes, our state of rest is very important. It's just as important, and some might argue a little more important than when we're 
actively engaging in physical projection or even in mental projection. So get really, get really comfortable with allowing your sleep cycles and your rest cycles to be very ceremonial, a ceremony of sleep, ceremony of rest. Everything is a ceremony. And the more and more you allow yourself to surrender to that knowing, the more it will surrender to you and the more energy you will have to offer yourself and all those around you. And especially earth, because again, earth is not a reflection of us. We are a reflection of earth. And so the more and more we allow, the more we allow. So Iris, I I love how everything just comes together the way it does. And I love that you brought up mom and dad, because that does have so much to do with what we're going to speak on today and really allowing ourselves to go fully as deeply as we feel called to, as it pertains to full moon bleeding and new moon bleeding. So everyone listening, Iris and I felt really called to speak on this. And if you feel you're in a space where you need some time to really connect and sit with yourself because you're experiencing a lot of release and emotional triggering when it comes to your bleed time. And I will say bleed time because people will say, oh, I'm on my cycle. We as women are always on our cycle from the time we're in utero. That's when we develop all the eggs that we're going to carry the rest of our life, right? So there's always a cycle. What I'm speaking on and what Iris and I are going to touch on is the actual bleed. So the aspect of the cycle where we shed. And so Iris, I know that you've had a lot of experiences recently also. I wanted us to really go into as much detail as we feel comfortable and called to as it really aligns with the kind of emotional release that we've experienced during our bleeds. So can I ask you, how do you feel about, let's say your last three bleeds, what could you come up with if you had to choose one word to somehow describe what those last three bleeds were for you, what might that be? I can think of so many words. Yes. The first thought that I had was death, like death Mm -hmm. and and rebirth. And then the third word, and the third word is just like powerful, I guess, two more words. powerful Mm -hmm. healer ah yes that's so beautiful it's so powerful and you know i want everyone that is holding space with us right now to really take in what i'm about to share because it's so imperative that all our sisters that have had traumatic events where they've had to have their womb surgically removed or Mm -hmm. something happened to where they no longer have their reproductive system. You are not excluded from this. So please, please know that that imprint will live within your being the rest of your existence. Mm -hmm. So you are very much a part of this energetic red tent. I promise you, whatever you do, don't feel as if, well, I know that they're speaking all that, but I don't experience that any longer. That doesn't matter. What if you're also someone that you have yet to ever experience a bleed your entire life? 
I did know someone many years ago and I worked with her. It was like back in my, you know, regular people job times. And she had never had a bleed, never her entire life. She was in her twenties already. And she went to a space of what's wrong with me. And I remember her saying, she's like, I feel like I'm defective, Monica. Like, oh no, you're so not defective, baby. Not at all. And so I just, I want everyone to please hear this because that has nothing to do with what we're speaking on. You can still even have those emotional releases, even if you don't have a bleed. And for a lot of women that have gone through what we call menopause or have had, you know, the surgically induced menopause or chemically induced menopause, even for those of us that have gone through certain birth control where it stops the bleed and there's no bleed every month any longer, you still for sure have releases that occur throughout the different lunar cycles. So please just know that. And so Iris, absolutely when you share death and rebirth, my goodness, literally verbatim, that's exactly how I feel about it. I do feel, and and you know, I've said it plenty of time where I do feel life is pretty much a, a sequence of death and rebirth, right? So we're constantly dying and being reborn. There's always versions of ourselves that are experiencing death, depending on how we receive that perception or that experience then we can either say it's a traumatic death or it's a balanced death, whatever you feel called to share. Now, I feel really so attuned to what you're sharing right now, Iris, because for me, yes, I do see my bleeds that way also. And I've always been able to notice, and I, I, my first bleed, I'm like 10 years old. So I, I've had my bleeds every month for so long and I love them. You know, a lot of women are like, they dread their period. They hate it. It's like, ugh. And I have always loved, loved having that experience every single month. And I know for me, when I'm going through certain things emotionally, or I'm doing a lot of energy work with, especially people that have gone through severe trauma, especially sexual abuse and things like that, I will have times where I see it play out in my bleed. And I'll even feel it days before. And, you know, for a lot of us, we experience a certain level of anxiety a few days before our actual bleed and that letdown, that release and we can even have like mood swings or irritability and things like that. And often, often it can be a reflection of our lack of vitamin D, magnesium, and things like that. But for some of us, it could be linked to certain experiences we've had. And so what I want to share, Iris, and I want to hear what you feel about it, is have you ever shared in the experience of a red tent? I have not. Okay. At some point in your life, if you feel called to, I would absolutely advise that you do. I've, I've the red tent. 
sorry go ahead no please go ahead I was thinking of actually Jennifer because she was yeah 10 and I always wanted to join but it just yeah. never aligned but I'm looking forward to connecting and experience that in in community you know yes. and to be in a space yes. like that. but you you uh, you can um you can explain you were I interrupted you yes no no you never interrupted me my love I feel like every time there's something you feel called to say as I'm speaking it's such a beautiful extension of what I'm speaking on so whatever you do please don't ever apologize for that I want to say I would love for us to get into this heart set and mindset that we can hold space for the red tent within ourselves. There's nowhere we have to go, right? It's nice. Absolutely. It's amazing to come together with different women of all ages and hold space for one another during that time in the red tent. Yes, absolutely. That is such a profound experience. I also want to share that we can create that energy within ourselves in our own space. And for some of us, maybe that would mean that we set up maybe some red blankets outside and we sit under the moon, mm. or it could be that we put a tent outside and we put red candles inside with, of course, like a little ventilation. But that being said, there's so many ways that we can create that in environment and that energy for ourselves if for some reason it doesn't align with other people we can get a whole tribe of sisters together and if half of them can't make it because of certain things they feel called to do or the other half is like well next time not this time then you don't want to ever keep that experience from yourself simply because others cannot accompany so the red tent from what I've experienced and from what I know, and this can be different for everyone. And you can have people listening that are, that are maybe going to share, well, that didn't happen for me, or I don't see it that way. And I'm happy to say, then that is what is true for you. And I appreciate that. And I respect that. And I honor that. And take whatever it is you feel called to take from what Iris and I share and leave the rest. We will never ask you to accept something that does not feel joyful in your mm -hmm. heart and in your pussy portal. So absolutely no concerns there. So it used to be in ancient times and even not that long ago. It's It's been less this the way it is now than it was before. And so it used to be that during our bleed, it was always aligned with the new moon. And in our tribes, all the women that were, because again, we would synchronize, we would all have our bleeds at the same time at the end of the new moon. We would go into the red tent. We'd go into a space. It didn't have to be our actual red tent, okay? But it would go into a space and we would all come together and we would experience the bleed and we would have these rituals and the ceremonies and we would feast. I mean, talk about just amazing, delicious feasts. And we would hold space for all the young girls that were just experiencing their first bleed also. And what's so amazing is when we're actually during that active time in our cyclic energy, when we're shedding and we're actually experiencing the bleed, we are our most powerful, our most powerful energetically in this realm. One may even say that we are aligned with source energy with God energy in such mm -hmm. a profound way that 
we may not consistently feel connected to on a daily basis. And perhaps we feel the most connected during that time. And now we would be in that space. No men were ever allowed in that energy. And it, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that that momentum of vibration that was harnessed and created with all those women bleeding at one time, standing in their divine power, you could say it was unhealthy for the men to even be in that. It was too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was too intense. The men would stay with all the young children outside the tent while the women were together. And if there were children that were still nursing with their mothers, then those children would be permitted to enter. Mm-hmm. What I feel is so beautiful is that, especially in these tribes, the men would come together and they would take note of what was needing to be tended to, what kind of healing needed to occur in their tribe, what kind of quote unquote problems were happening. And they would give that to the women and the women would work together while they were having their bleed and they were creating and harnessing that momentum of vibration. And they would come up with solutions for the men inside this rent tent. And so just imagine what a beautiful thought that is. And for anyone that feels that that's complete fuckery, then let that be your truth. Nobody's going to argue with you here. I'm speaking to those that feel this response as you hear what I'm saying. And we've strayed so much from honoring our sacred selves Mm -hmm. that, yes, it did affect our bleed. It did affect the way we project our energy, right? And let's definitely not blame. We're not looking to blame. We're just looking to observe. And does it help that we have all these electric magnetic frequencies blasting us everywhere? No, of course not. Does it help that so many of us went through at one point or another some type of chemical cocktail that we call birth control? these synthetic hormones that literally change the pheromones of our body. And so, yes, all these things have changed the way our bleed takes place in our body. The foods we eat, our soil has changed so much in earth from the way we've abused her Mm -hmm. and the way so many people have put in poison into her veins and into her body that it's affected the way our food grows. And so absolutely it has affected the way our bleed goes. And so that said, is there ever going to be a time where you can have a person that is completely balanced and they can say to me, Monica, I do everything right. I have done all the work. I'm continuing to do the work and I eat well and I do all these things and my bleed still occurs during the full moon, not the new moon. Does that mean something's wrong with me? No, I would say nothing. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. And it could be that that's just the way your body's going to work from now on. There doesn't have to be something wrong with that. I'm just speaking from what I know to be true from all the energy work I've done, from some of the things I've learned from Jennifer, from some of the things that I've learned through channeling and some of the things that I've learned from my guides. And so 
That said, if we really offer our attention to the intention that we're going to hold space with our body and we're going to really speak with it and honor it, we can see where we're at emotionally with how our bleed carries out. And so, Iris, you mentioned that you went through a lot of release. Is there anything you feel called to share about that that then happened to be very impactful and your most recent bleed and what that might have looked like for you? So it actually felt very different this time. And I, you know, I'm human. I'm going to fall off my rituals and and it's all about doing it when I feel called. So I love okay. working, like charging my crystals under the full moon. And this time I just know that I have like other energies connected to me. And so I really want it to cleanse and purge all of that out, especially my my solar return. My birthday's coming up. Our birthdays are coming up. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that I carve as much space out that is just no longer in alignment with me so I did some deep writing journaling free writing everything just flowing and releasing um just people that are no longer in alignment with me and releasing love and just allowing myself to feel this deep grief and this deep sadness that I didn't even realize was still there because Mm. of all the work that I feel like I continue to do. And, um, yeah, I, it was much needed just writing it out and my moon, my bleed was very heavy in the Mm -hmm. beginning, like the first three days, usually the first day I feel it in my thighs and my hips, you know, and that's where we also carry all of our emotions mm-hmm. um, in our womb. Like you say, we carry our wounds in our womb and I definitely feel it. The second day it, it was like, <laughs> I needed to rest all day. I already remember. And I remember the third day I started having consecutive clients back to back. And it's really interesting how the clients aligned with my bleed with, and I also feel like that's also intentional and <laughs> with the release and with um, it also being connected to the full moon personally, I feel like it reflects whatever we're going through in that moment. Mm. <laughs> so that I, 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 I don't think you brought that up, but I, I feel like we've talked about that. <laughs> And I definitely definitely feel like because I'm doing a lot of work um, in that moment, in that time, that I'm going to feel it in my body. And and of course, you know, in the beginning of this conversation, we're talking about (laughs) my portal and just like my shoulder. Did I talk about that, actually? You did mention a little bit about overdoing it and knowing that you need to rest. Because I know that you shared that you were letting Tati know that you weren't going to be oh, going yeah. for your training tomorrow. <laughs> you know what it is, Sorry, girl? Tati, is that... I love you. <laughs> we you. had an ent- It's not you, it's me. <laughs> it, it, we had an entire conversation, you guys, when we were 
doing the best we could to do our <laughs> mic checks and all that. We had a 41 minute conversation that could have been an, an episode. And so I, I feel like Iris, you're, you're thinking, did I share that when we did that the first time or is it now? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Sometimes when we're talking, I kind of feel like, ah, what, what, what is the word? Like floaty, like very floaty, uh, like even yes. a little, like I don't smoke, but I right. feel a little high sometimes yes. with different people when I'm talking to them. Like, I feel like I'm floating and that's what I feel yes. like. <laughs> It's also kind of making my vision, not vision fuzzy, but just my, my thoughts. So, um, yeah. So going back to my moon, my bleed and how heavy it was and all the work and all the release work that I, I did or that I'm still doing, I feel, Mm -hmm. I also feel like my body's manifesting and sending messages to me. Like you need to slow down. You need to surrender to that divine feminine energy surrender to your inner child you know especially because i am processing so much it's my womb and my body and my shoulder is like slow down Hmm. like it's okay you don't have to (laughs) you don't have to keep going it is okay to stop and just rest (laughs) so that's something that i'm really working with and practicing is honoring my body even if I'm working out, really making sure that I have recovery or I'll go to yoga to stretch or I start my own practice in the morning, just different movements to connect with my body and connect with my womb too. I also feel like this past moon, because there was so much release, I also connected with my womb and I was sending like Reiki healing to my womb, just like really giving it so much love and just being very tender with my womb. So it was just so many things. And I thought of Senito Zen. Mm. He was, I was literally in the restroom, like crying, you know, mm. we have our moments. Yeah. And I hear Zen like crying and I open the door and he runs to me and sits on my lap and I was just crying because I was just like I can feel like his love and just like it just it was just so beautiful and and I'm just like really grateful to have him but it just like in that moment of of release and it's like that representation of the puppy being my inner child you know and wanting that love and wanting that affection and just how important it is and how we we neglect ourselves we neglect our inner child because we just want to keep going 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 or we're busy or we're wired or we have our own children to tend to or responsibility and actually carving time carving out this ceremony for myself was just like coming back home to zen representing my inner child Mm, i love that animals are just so precious and the way that they can connect with us is so amazing and yes it can be overwhelming at times especially when we're acclimating and we have a a new furry family member Mm-hmm. I, I know I know and then it's in those moments where they really show literally how 
tapped in and connected they are to the other side and to God that we're like, ah, oh, this is why, this is why I still want to love you after you pee all over my stuff. And you shit and, all over my stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you shit on my floors. Uh-huh. And this is why I still want to love you when you tear up my fucking zapatos. Oh and- my God. Girl, <laughs> you're speaking to me. I get it. I do. I really, really do. And so I, I love that. I love it so much. It can be really challenging to be in a human vessel to begin with. It's it's hard. It's not for the faint of heart at all. And may I say, it can be that much more challenging to be a woman in the human form, to have that energy and that momentum and to be born with this sacred energy, the signature imprint that women have. And so it's okay to have those days where it's like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Or I just, I don't know how much longer I can go on feeling this way. And I'm so hurt and I feel so forgotten because Mm -hmm. see, ultimately when we feel that type of neglect, so to neglect is to reject. And anytime we feel rejected, it really taps back into that energy of not being cared for and nurtured as a child. And often Mm -hmm. it's by a parent or both parents that were never around or when they were, they weren't present that they were there, but they weren't there. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were always concerned with money, especially depending on what their childhood was like. And so it's okay to have those times where you say, I'm not okay right now at all. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to carry on because the number one thing you're doing in that moment is you're acknowledging. So you're not neglecting or rejecting. You're acknowledging and you're allowing and you're saying, because the more and more that you can be sincere and be honest with your own observation of yourself, that lends the attention and intention to your inner child. So the more and more you allow that, the more in alignment you are, even if you feel like your whole fucking life is a shit show right now. Mm-hmm. Because the better quality the shit you have, the more profound, beautiful crop you will yield. Shit is not a bad thing. Yeah. You just have to ask yourself, what do I want to do with my shit? That's all. You That's it. Live in it. <laughs> oh my god why did i think of the story i thought of like how when will we if, if i can share well, yes of course i remember you telling a story that i think you went to visit someone or something like that and it was it smelled like manure and every time it would smell so bad. I mean, you should tell this story because, you know, you're the one that shared it with me. But I was just like, yeah, like the more and more you're in shit, like the more you're going to smell like shit. And then you're not gonna right. Re- like you're just you're just yes. in it and you're not yes. doing anything with it. You're not creating right. a garden with it. You're not bringing awareness. You you know, just go ahead. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, everyone. So what Iris is speaking on is there is a certain sharing I give to all my clients. And even when I was a business coach, I would still use this. 
And so I always say to everyone, we all have shit. Everyone has shit. So we can either decide that we want to use our shit for someone else's garden, or we want to eat our own shit, or we want to use our own shit for our garden to yield the crops we desire and require in our life. And then I get into this experience that I had. So there's a few different stories when it comes to this, but I'm going to speak on one in specific. So years ago, I had a neighbor that had a bunch of work he was doing to his house and he had somebody lay manure. And I remember walking out of the house and I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) What? I had never smelled shit that bad in my fucking life. I sincerely, not exaggerating, not one bit. I was like, what is this? And so the more I walked down my driveway, I'm like, oh, it's getting worse. Like, what is that? Like, ooh. And so I'm walking out and as I'm turning, I'm like, oh, like I see all this manure in the front yard. And I remember my neighbor saying to me, I'm so sorry. I know it's horrible, but it's supposed to be like the best manure. Okay. Every client that would come, they were just like holding their mouth. Like, what is that? I'm like, I know. It's like, you know, my neighbor laid some shit so they can have some flowers. I don't know. And so over time, I would say it was about two weeks later, all of a sudden you see this amazing grass coming in. And I'll tell you right now. Out of every house in this entire neighborhood, who do you think has the best grass and flowers? <laughs> the shit neighbor. My shit neighbor. Like, truly, truly, I could not believe it. I'm like, wow, if that kind of shit, like, what, where'd you get, what, what kind of horses were they at? Like, what is that? And is it like a combination of cow shit and horse shit? Like, what is the magic there? Because number one, that smell was like unbelievable. And number two, the grass and the flowers and the trees, even the citrus trees that it grew were also unbelievable. So that's what I say to everyone. I say, what do you want to do with your shit today? You can either give it away to yield the garden of your friends or neighbors or, or family members dreams, or you can eat your shit or you can use your own shit for your own garden. Cause we're all gardeners. Every single one of us is a gardener. Yet we spend our entire life for the most part tending to everyone else's garden. Mm -hmm. And so I always finish it up by saying, I don't know about you, but I've never ate my shit before. And I don't want to start now. I don't want to eat shit. I don't want to know what shit tastes like. I I, I really believe that if I live the rest of my life never having a piece of shit to eat, I will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) So no, I don't want to eat anyone else's shit and I don't want to be eating my own shit. I want to use my shit to create what I desire and require in my life. And if I happen to be able to support someone else and using their shit into this amazing manure that we can all kind of teach each other about like hey i have some really good shit going on here 
my manure is getting pretty great. But guess what? If you add a little bit of your shit to my shit, it's even better. Well, then, yeah, let's do that. But you don't want to take all your shit and give it away and not do what you need for your life. So Iris is speaking on that. I That might be one of the stories that I was talking about, Iris. There's other ones, too. But anyway. I, I yes. also think, like... I th- I hear you saying like, would you rather sit in your sh- your own shit or in someone else's shit? Absolutely, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather sit in my own shit. shit. Or I know y'all. I'm so sorry <laughs> if this is like really graphic or disgusting, <laughs> but it's this is how I understood it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm no, sure truly, with other people too. Right. Because one of the best things about story sh- sharing and story, story like shit, shit, right. Story shitting, shitting story uh, is that it stays with you. I always come up with a really beautiful poetic way to share what I need to share with people because they never forget it. I, I can have somebody who hasn't seen me in 10 years and they'll say, I remember when you said blah, blah, blah. Right. Because of the way I go about it. So you can have a really profound effect because you'll hear people say it's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's both. It is what you say and how you say it. You have to really thrive with intention because words cast and words thread. So you do not want to cast upon someone in a way that will expand the the darkness within them. You want to cast upon someone that will support the healing and the balancing of whatever contrast they desire to have more balanced. Mm -hmm. Some people may need to experience more darkness before they can allow themselves to surrender to their light. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. And so something I did say to Iris the last time we were together is I I believe it was the last time Iris, I had said, it's like, if you sit in your own shit long enough, you don't even know you smell anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so if you're in shit all day, all day long, you do not know you stink. Right. <laughs> like you can have somebody that's a gardener that might be their their profession. And uh, that's that's uh, that leads me to something else. Um, I, I had this this uh, doctor I would go to and I was doing a lot of energy work for her and she'd have me go in and work with her employees as this like team building exercise sure but also for them to feel seen and heard and loved on by her so I was going once a week to offer Reiki and to work with them and there's this gardener I would see every single weekend who's so beautiful and precious and it would always smell like fucking horrific (laughs) shit horrible that's the one you're talking about (laughs) okay horrible 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 and every time he'd see me have he had a big old smile and I'm like hola como estas and we would just talk and then you know one day I told him like it just smells so bad he could he didn't know what I was talking about he couldn't smell it no more he had been in the shit for so long <laughs> that he could not smell it to him it just smelled like flowers and it smelled like beautiful grass and it was beautiful to him because he mastered the art of shit is how I look <laughs> at that he truly mastered the art of shit and he was in a place where he was able to create some of the most beautiful gardens for those around him. And I remember asking him when, you know, he said he doesn't smell it anymore. I whatever. And he was saying that, yes, like he, uh, that they could smell him getting home before he even got through the door. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. And I remember him saying one of the times I spoke to him last, I, I want to say it was like 2019. He had said that that his daughter was like on his ass. Hey, ¿por qué no cambias? Ay, estás bien pestoso, whatever. And he said to her, the, the, the stinky smell you smell is what pays for your food. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like giving her consejo. And I'm like, right? So anyhow, anyhow, there's so many shit stories. But the beautiful thing about shit is, yes, we get to turn it into manure if we desire to. And we can really create some really beautiful spaces and places in our minds, our hearts, mm-hmm. our reality, or we can use it to further fuel and feed the darkness. And that's going to be up to you. I'm not going to judge that about you. If you're someone listening and you're really wanting to honor the darkest aspects of yourself and you really want to surrender to that deep, deep darkness, then that's your choice. Just know that it's impossible impossible to create darkness without light it doesn't exist without it so when you're ready and you're wanting to surrender to that divine light within you Mm. just remember what we're sharing right now just sit in your shit long enough to get to know yes the smell and what it does for you and what kind of crops it can yield for you and then get the fuck up and make it into the best manure of your life and start really growing the way you deserve to. Mm. That's all. You're That's worthy it. of it. You are deserving of it. I just think like sometimes we're not ready because we don't even realize that we don't even feel like we are worthy of it or yes. deserving of it. But we're like, well, this has been my story my whole life. So yes. going to change. absolutely like people sometimes we don't realize that we can also create that reality when we're ready Mm -hmm. when we're ready to really face these lower vibrational feelings yes the sadness yes all the feels like allowing them and i feel like yes we can feel it to heal it but what about integrating it what about working with it I feel like that's that's a conversation that a lot of us don't really have. Like, what right. do we do with the sadness? What do you mean feel it? I feel it and now I can't stop crying. Right. <laughs> I, I just think of like some of my clients or just different conversations that I've been having lately. And it's it's true. And and I feel like that's another one of our intentions that we are here to support you through energy work or through the intuitive talks or sessions with Monica um, where you if you resonate with this energy or with this conversation and when you are ready know that there are people out there you know to support you um, whether it's us or whether it's someone else really just honoring your intuition and honoring your journey because I feel like a lot of us need permission or we need a recommendation, you know, how about mm-hmm. recommending you yourself, like honoring your voice, honoring what feels, what you feel called to doing, even if it doesn't make sense, like just do it. What do you have yes. to do? Yes. I love that you share that because so many of us, 
yes, we've been conditioned, even hyper-conditioned to believe that someone or something outside of ourselves has to allow us Mm -hmm. to do what we feel called to do. And what I love about the word permission is I always say to everyone, it's per your mission. So it's per your mission to surrender that allowing within yourself. There's no one outside of you, no one that's outside of you that is more powerful on your capability and ability to surrender to your great allowance, mm-hmm. to allowing yourself to align in what you feel called to do. And so the next time you sit with yourself, especially during a time of release, and even for our men that are listening, or anyone that feels as if they do not have a bleed that occurs in their life, because I'm telling you right now, that momentum of energy, it still releases from your body, even if you're not actually bleeding. So even our men have that divine feminine within them. And so please know that the next time you sit with yourself, and you're honoring that release, any release for that matter, you allow yourself to look at that word permission, you know, not, not looking to someone outside of yourself to permit you to. Mm-hmm. It's per your mission that you are recognizing this and you're allowing yourself to release and allowing yourself to honor. Yeah. So please, whatever you do, just be open to that. And I know, Iris, I can't speak for you, but I will always say for the rest of my life in this life, I will never tell anyone what to do. Mm-hmm. I can only share with you what I would do. And I will only share with you what I feel called to share that will somehow affect a shift within your field that you're deserving of. So so whatever you do, don't ever feel that because someone else is speaking. That includes myself and I would even say Iris, anybody mm-hmm. else. What we say doesn't matter more than what you feel. Yeah. Never. And so... If there is something that we can do to support you, then by all means, absolutely. And if there's someone else you feel called to work Mm -hmm. with, like Iris shared, then yes, absolutely. It might even be an elder in your own community Mm -hmm. that you feel that you can really hold space with. Mm -hmm. And so everything we have been speaking about today, it really lends itself to what our bodies and our minds and our hearts experience when we're going through an energy of release. And so right now we are experiencing a full moon. Absolutely. And you'll even notice every single human, every single human has a response to the lunar cycles. We all do. And so maybe uh, what I say to a lot of my clients that I know that they have a very emotional response to full moons, especially I say, how do you feel about keeping a lunar journal, some type of lunar intake where you can say, okay, you're going to work with the phases of the moon and you'll journal how you were feeling during that first phase and the next phase. And, you know, just really working up from the new moon to the full moon. And then after you do that for maybe two or three months, you can really look back and you can gauge where you have a lot of the, the cyclic synchronicities and you can say, okay, here it's, it seems always, always during the new moon. I feel this way. It seems always during the full moon. I feel this way. So, or vice versa. And it really lends itself to you having further information 
to work with as it pertains to certain cycles. And so maybe you're going to find yourself wanting to be at the beach more during a new moon or during a full moon. Maybe you're going to find yourself wanting to go on nature hikes during a certain phase of the moon. See what that feels like for you. And see what that feels like for you the more and more you have certain release ceremonies, whatever that might be. And what I would say is this, if it's me, if I'm going through a lot of emotional triggering or a lot of emotional ups and downs, right? Or I'm dealing with, with a certain loss. Maybe I'm mourning someone that's still alive walking this earth or I'm mourning someone that has transitioned out and I'm feeling it in my body and especially in my womb. I would be sure to drink red raspberry tea every single day. I would have three cups a day if it were me. And I'm not speaking to women that are pregnant or certain, you're going to want to talk to your doctor about that. But I'm saying for me, I would be drinking that red raspberry tea. I would be sure that I hydrate because the more you hydrate, the higher you vibrate. And it has to do with really good water. You want to be sure you're drinking really good water. And I would eat certain foods that I know my body really, really needs. And then I'd have some stuff that I really, really want. If there's <laughs> right, if there's something that you're like, I don't normally eat five donuts in one day, but I'm going to do it today. <laughs> then do that today. It's fine. It, like, we need to stop and feel good like, eating yes, it. Yes. Feel yes. good eating it. Don't feel yes, bad. Yes. It's a ceremony of donuts. Fuck it. Oh, fuck it. Oh, Everything's ceremonial, sincerely. So so when you have something that you really are are so desiring, and you're like, oh, I'm really craving this. Don't look at it like, oh, I don't normally eat this junk or I know I should not be mm-hmm. eating this. No, honor that and, and sit with it and, and bless it and take it on and just mm-hmm. say, thank you so much for sharing in this moment of joy with me. Right. Because everything is energy. Everything is energy. Everything has a spirit of some form. There's a signature imprint to everything. Mm -hmm. And so allowing yourself to just hold that celebratory energy, it really feeds that inner child. And so there you have that. Take in what you really want also. And if it were me, during that time of my bleed, I would not be eating cold food. I would not be drinking cold drinks. For me, it would be all room temperature or warmer. And I would really allow that that charge to my chi instead of offering very cold foods where my body has to work 10 times harder in order to lower the temperature of the food so that my body can mm-hmm. shift it into energy. And so that's what I would do. And I would be sure to journal at least, at least five minutes a day. Right. And if Mm -hmm. I were someone that was incredibly busy where I would be like, Oh, I have no time to journal. I would say, okay, well, I'm going to do an alarm for five minutes on my phone. I'm going to journal, whatever comes to me, I'm just going to write it. And then as soon as that alarm goes off, I'm going to finish that sentence and just close the book. Because then what happens is those five minutes seem very doable after a few days. You're like, that's, yes, not even a a lot of time. And then the more and more you do it, you're like, oh, I can totally do this for 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day, whatever it might be. And just really speaking your truth. And sometimes speaking your truth, using your, your 
tone and your voice to release certain energy can sometimes look like humming. It could sometimes look like making certain sounds Mm -hmm. that maybe might not make sense to anyone else around you, but that's the way your body's releasing energy. Why do you feel it is that as children, you know, all these little babies, they're making all these sounds. And then even when they're toddlers, they're just making all these different sounds. And and we might look at them and say, oh, isn't that cute? Like, they're just like not talking there. Who knows what they're doing with that? No, they're communicating. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely communicating. And they're shifting and, and they're really releasing certain energies from their body. They're letting mm-hmm. it be and letting it go. And so, mm-hmm. Iris, we can go on all night with the things <laughs> that we can do, right? For release work, for sure. What's yes. something that you feel that you'd want to add to that? So what do I want to add? I have a feeling that I know, but go ahead. Um, I don't know. The first thing that popped up was like a self-love bath. Yes. Like, is that what you were thinking? Or like <laughs> maybe a cleansing? Because you're, you're releasing so much energy from your body physically. I feel like all of that is like stagnant energy wanting to be flushed out. And imagine just sitting. I mean, obviously, you're in a bath. You're going to sit in it. But you're connecting with it. You're receiving all the messages, the downloads, maybe adding a pound of salt, sea salt in there with your favorite essential oils. I love my rose um, blend that I work with almost every day, incorporating that, putting rose petals all over just to love up on you. And yeah, crystals, put some clear quartz in there, some rose quartz to amplify the love and that just that comfort and just being held by the water and by the elements sometimes I remember when I had a tub (laughs) I can see I can see the moon like beaming through so it's just really magical turning some incense putting some candles I love getting those little tea candles and setting an intention as I light it and yes. connecting with the fire too because we're connecting with our inner fire with our our moon our our cycle our bleed I feel like that represents that energy too that yes. warrior that diosa energy like that divine mm. uh, feminine energy that dark and that light it's like sitting in it and living in it and just learning from all of it Yes, that's so beautiful. I love that. Absolutely. I did feel like you were going to speak on a self-love clearing, whether it was going to be a sacred ceremonial bath, like a a baño blanco. Those are amazing. Or if you were going to speak on releasing energy by having a self sexual release, right? So allowing yourself to hold ceremony in that regard also then that might work for some yes yes it it might work for some and some it might not maybe some people will say oh I don't really feel called to do that and that's okay I don't want to be I don't want to bleed all over my sheets I get it oh well here's the thing too something that a lot of listeners can consider is you can you can also you know maybe go to a fabric store and connect, feel the fabric, see what 
which one feels really good to you and what, what feels very ceremonial to you maybe. And I would suggest it be maybe a crimson color, right? Maybe a red color, something that is more in that range of, of color. And you could literally have a sexual blanket, a sexual energy exchange blanket. Wow. Some, some people have sex blankets and that's great and, and, and everything. And some have bleeding blankets where you allow yourself to place it over your bed and then you can be comfortable in that space, whether you're holding space sexually with a partner or with yourself. And that's literally what that fabric or that material or that blanket is provided to yourself for. So it's really up to you. And yes, some people will hold ceremony while they're in their, you know, their baño blanco or, or their cleansing bath. I don't know how optimal that could be because the water can <laughs> create friction. But I'm you're like, laughing. oh, I know. I'm <laughs> laughing because I was like, because I'm injured right now. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know I'm flexible, but I don't think I can do it. <laughs> you're like, how can I use my hand right now? <laughs> oh, oh. I love we're, we're intelligent beings. We always find a way. You know, uh, <laughs> You got that right. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> but yes, of course, there's so many ways to engage and release. And whatever's feeling called to you is what you want to honor. And everyone has their own pace. So if you're listening, and maybe this is your first time listening to our podcast, then it may seem like a lot for you right now. And that's okay. It's allowing yourself to honor what you feel called to do and where you feel called to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Yeah. Yes. So, (laughs) you know, we have springtime coming up. There's a lot of shift and change in the air already. And so really, (laughs) yes, absolutely. So allowing ourselves to really rest as much as we can, because once spring really hits and we feel it in our, our womb or we feel it in our pussy portals or pito portals, we really begin to feel this amplified energy where we just want to run and go off into all these different aspects of what we've been resting on throughout the entire winter. So use this last maybe couple of weeks of rest and just honoring that rejuvenation cycle because there is so much change coming and we can make it something that really works in our most highest good if we allow it. And so it is. And so it is. <laughs> so Iris, is there anything else you want to share tonight, my love? Oh, <clears throat> what do I want to share? I would say like, I love just really honoring what feels good to you. Um, these are just certain things, or at least from what I've shared that I practice and I just do what I feel called to doing. And maybe you've never done it before and you're curious, you know, and I would say, go for it, go for it. Whether it's the bath, whether it's like, we made a whole list, right. Of different things (laughs) um, to offer during your, your moon. Um, Another thing that I just realized I didn't share is um, one of the things that I do is collect my blood 
on the first couple days and as an offering to the universe to Pachamama and especially being in sync with the moon cycles like everything is connected and feeling one with mother earth feeling so supported and it's it's an offering of gratitude a thank you for for everything that is happening for me and with me and every all the abundance that is being sent to me and all the amazing people that I'm connecting with just like like this very emotion emotional sense of gratitude towards mother earth towards the elements i strongly feel like even the wind is one of my spirit guides like it's so in sync with just different things different thoughts that i have like i feel uh the wind like blessing me or like confirming just different things as well as the sun you know so so i i love to connect my moon with the earth and in gratitude with the elements and my spirit guides that's one of the things that i love to do i feel like it really grounds me especially those first few days of my cycle of my bleed it's such a beautiful way to receive all of these different messages as well from Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Absolutely. I do feel that we could do a whole episode on using that ceremonial expression of our sacred blood to co-create with Mother Earth Mm. these amazing manifestations that we're wanting to call into our life. There's so many ways to use that sacred flow of energy and momentum to call into your life what you truly want and maybe even need right now. Mm -hmm. So I love that you shared that, Iris. There is a plethora of of options when it comes to that release. And, you know, those menstrual cups really come in handy for those of you listening that want to collect that sacred bleed and you want to offer it to maybe the plant in your home or to the tierra where you live or maybe you want to have a sacred fire ceremony and you want to offer that energy there's so many things that you can do and so whatever feels right for you of course and for those of you that feel this is not something you would ever do, then you're not wrong either. You're not wrong either. It's whatever feels right for you, for sure. And just holding that intention. It's just such a beautiful way to exist when you honor your truth and your calling. And your truth and your calling are going to be very different from everyone else's. Even even with someone that you resonate so well with and are maybe even intertwined with when it comes to vibration, it's still not the same. It's still not the same journey. Exactly. It's not the same energy or entity. It's everything is is different as much as it can feel the same. It's different. So whatever feels right for Mm -hmm. you, whatever feels right for you. And the more we grow in this platform and the more Iris and I get to really come together and shift where we're at when it comes to this expression and really honoring and holding space for the portals and Pendejadas tribe, you're going to see and hear a lot more from us. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of things that 
you say to yourself, I didn't think they did that, or I didn't think that that was a thing for them. And absolutely it is because the more and more we grow on this platform, the more and more we show who we truly are. So yes, (laughs) we're here for it. We signed up and co-signed. Okay. Yes, we did. (laughs) And I'm here for it. I'm so excited. And I, uh, I just feel like portals and bend the house is a fuck. Yes. And I'm so full fuck yes. A full motherfucking fuck yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Um, so I'm just so grateful that you are here, that you are listening, and that you are learning. You know, it's basically what we do for for ourselves. And hopefully you feel seen and heard and know that we are here to support you as well. Um, as Iris, the intuitive, and Monica, the psychic medium. (laughs) (laughs) We thank you so much for holding space with us and for us. We look forward to being with you again. We love you. We're grateful. Sending you so much love and healing vibration. Yes, queen and king (laughs) and goddess and diosa. Mm, blessings so everyone so <laughs> there you go I love you guys adios adios